All right, and uh, let's move on to see what D. Weezy picked for uh, should be Hall of Famers. Before we get into that, um, just a little uh, history, sports history. Uh, Back in 2007, on this date, the Texas Rangers beat the Baltimore Orioles 30-3. to What the Who did they have? Be crushing like that. Is that the most points ever scored? Probably Who not. was pitching against them? Oh, a lot That's of guys. What I want to know. It wasn't long. <laughs> I don't. Like I, Girl Scout Troop Three. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what Are a good piece of information. No kidding. Um, my guy, who I think should be in the Hall of Fame, uh, Larry Walker. Uh, nice. Dude was just an absolute fucking stud. Uh, he was. He played the major leagues for 17 years. Uh, he's with the Expos, who are now the Nationals, um, from 89 to 94. Of course, everybody knows him from the Colorado Rockies. From That's 94. what I know him from. Yep. That was kind of his prime, too, was then. Oh, yeah. Uh, 95 to 04, and then had a very short uh, stint with the St. Louis Cardinals from 04 to 05. That's right. That's right. I forgot he went to the Cardinals. They made a uh, World Series run that year, didn't they? National League Championship? Yeah. That's so, right. Yeah, career-wise, career uh, finished with a 13, uh, I'm sorry, 313 batting average, a 400 even on base percentage, uh, 565 uh, slugging percentage, 383 home runs, 1,311 RBIs, 2,160 hits, 471 doubles, and 230 stolen bases. Wow. it's a pretty good career. Yeah. Uh, and uh, defensively, uh, he had 150 outfield assists and 40 double plays. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I didn't know he wasn't in, and I definitely think he should be because that man – put up a lot of big numbers. You knew if Larry Walker was coming to the plate, you were in trouble. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that Hall of Fame pick. Right. And, I mean, really, if you kind of look at it, it I, he was kind of the first. Uh, uh, we hear about all these, you know, like Mike Trout, uh, kind of Bryce Harper in a way, these five-tool players. I really think he was like the first true, you know, five-tool player who could do everything. That's true. Uh, He's uh, one of 19 players to have a career slash of 300-plus batting average, 400-plus on-base percentage, and 500-plus slugging percentage. Uh, The guys that are on that list, Babe Ruth, Ted Williams, Lou Gehrig, Rogers Hornsby, Shoeless Joe Jackson, Ty Cobb, Jimmy Fox, Stan Musial. Good God. Gangster. So he's on the list for basically everybody Legends. who's never been fucking great. Legends. Never yeah. heard of any of those guys. Legends. Well, we're going <laughs> to come to a couple that I've never heard of. Um, yeah. Hank Greenberg. Tris- never heard of Hank Greenberg? No. Hmm. Uh, Frank Thomas, Mel Ott, Manny Ramirez. Frank Thomas? Uh, he knows uh, who that is. He, he knows who that is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harry Heilman, Edgar Martinez, Chipper Jones, and Todd Helton. Now, Todd Helton, another Rocky. That's one like you had mentioned earlier, D. Weezy. Yeah. 
Rockies in his prime. That's when they had Todd Helton as well, and they were balling. They batted back-to-back. Yeah. And uh, out of those six players I just mentioned, or out of those only six are not in the Hall of Fame, um, Todd Helton, uh, Chipper Jones, and Manny Ramirez, they don't qualify yet uh, to be on the ballot. Um, Because why? They haven't been retired long enough yet. Yeah, you have to be retired for, I think, what, 10 years or something like that? That's dumb. Fair straight baller. I think it's five or six. Hmm. I forgot what it was. I know you got to be retired for a while, and then there's so many ballots that are put in for you, and you got all these guys ahead of you that are still trying to get in it as well. So, anytime, it matter if you're great or not, unless you're like one of the greatest ever, you're usually not going to be first ballot. So, right. Gotcha. Um, Larry Walker and Edgar Martinez are on the ballot. They just haven't made it in yet with that. I think it's you got to get 75% of the voters yeah. to vote you in to get in. Um, you know what? Should, someone should look up uh, how many people are actually voting on the Hall of Fame. Because I know you have to have the ma- basically the majority. Um, and I'm, I imagine there's probably got to be quite a few voters. So. Yeah, because it's like uh, baseball writers, and I i don't know if it's that many. Um, I'm, I think like T-Ball said, there, I think there's quite a few. Um, and then, of course, so we went over five, and then the sixth one is Shoeless Joe Jackson, like we talked about earlier because of the 1919 uh, Black Sox scandal. Uh, he's not even eligible uh, for the Hall of Fame the people's eye to be as famous as those guys were. If you do something like Shoeless did, whether he said he was a part of it or not, he still had some kind of link to it and he didn't say anything and basically got shunned. And you know what they say, like Pete Rose, once you get shunned, you're done. So, Right. <laughs> right. Um, some of uh, Larry Walker's accolades, um, he won three National League batting titles. Uh, which during those years he actually had the highest batting average uh, in Major League Baseball, uh, 98, 99, 2001. Uh, five-time All-Star in 92, 97, 98, 99, and 01. Uh, seven gold gloves, uh, 92, 93, 97, 98, 99, 01, and 02. I'm not sure what happened in 2000. I guess he took a break off from all these things. I thought he had more gold gloves than that. I mean, seven's still a pretty good, pretty good amount. Three, no, they were around seven. the same time, which is amazing. Just not to cut you off, and I apologize, but uh, they were around the same time and in their prime, kind of around the same time. And he was beat out Griffey and a lot of that stuff. They were right. they were in a race, uh, whatever year that was, ninety eight, whatever for home run leads. You know, uh, Larry Walker was in it for a little while. That's right, he was. Yeah. Uh, and then three silver sluggers, uh, 92, 97, 99. Uh, he won a Lou Marsh trophy. Uh, the Lou Marsh trophy is basically um, a trophy for uh, who Canada votes on their top athlete. Uh, oh, really? Year. Yeah. I didn't know what that was either. What is it called uh, again? Lou Marsh? Lou, yeah, Lou Marsh. Hmm, maybe I have uh, heard of it. 97, he he really put one of the most uh, – or put together one of the most dominant just season-long performances 
in in a baseball season. Uh, 97, uh, he hit 49 home runs. Uh, See, that's the year. Post. And uh, 366 batting average, which ironically he didn't win the batting title. Um, I think it was Tony Gwynn. Uh, yeah. 372, I think it was. So he got beat by the by hitting machines. Yeah. With another one of the greatest hitters of all time. Right. Um, but 366 batting average, 49 home runs, uh, 452 on base percentage. So he was almost on base half of his at bats. Uh, 720 slugging percentage, uh, which that can be kind of kind of tricky just because he played at Coors Field. Um, yeah. That's definitely uh, true. The ball don't go very far in that stadium. So, Yeah. Uh, 33 stolen bases. Uh, he had 12 outfield assists. And he had a 9.8 uh, war, which is uh, wins above replacement, which is one of the most in, in, a, in one particular season. Um, so that year, I mean, he did it all offensively and defensively. Um, he's the only player in Major League history to post a 700-plus uh, slugging percentage and also steal 30 bases in the same year. And he also hit uh, 360 or higher as a batting average in three straight years. Oh, wow. That's pretty awesome. So the dude, I mean, he's a hitting machine. Um, not sure was he scary. never did anything wrong. So I'm not. I wouldn't be mad at that. I'm right. not really sure what the holdup on, uh, you know, Larry Walker getting into the Baseball Hall of Fame is, uh, considering he's politics. Yeah, is he not either, liked around the organization or what? Uh, the only thing I read on him on what he's been doing recently is he's a uh, he's a, a baseball coach for uh, Team Canada when they do the World Baseball Classic. Oh. Um, but other than that, I mean, he's not really, he's not really doing anything. But I just don't, because th- all those numbers you can compare to other Hall of Famers. I mean, he's right there with them, if not past some of them. Oh yeah, um, and especially with his defensive metrics as well. I mean, who? I mean, there's not very many other guys that you know have 150 assists uh, from the outfield and then also made 40 double plays. Um, right. That, that right there is just – I mean, I know nobody looks at defense, but – You should. Um, but, yeah, that's that's my pick. Uh, definitely should not the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you're definitely right, Easy. I think in, to touch on a little bit, you know, as, as great as a defensive player Larry Walker was, I think maybe it could be a case of um, him not so much getting in defensively wise or most players not getting in defensively wise because maybe they – they critique uh, the batting a little more than they do defense. So that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. I'm sure they're looking at everything you would think they would be, but maybe not in his case. I don't know. But either no, way, I mean, from a defensive standpoint and a hitting standpoint, he's definitely a Hall of Fame candidate. Yeah, and I mean, you're right, because all, all the other Hall of Fames, I mean, it's all offensive-based or offensive-minded. Yeah. It doesn't – doesn't I mean unless you're like say like a goalie in hockey? I mean obviously you're not going to score goals or anything. I mean the offense and the defense both back up him being in the Hall of Fame. So I just don't know what the hell they're you know what those 
Hall of Fame voters are looking at. So hopefully uh, one of these years. Yeah, we'll see. Well, Mr. T-Ball, you want to go or you want me to go? Um, I can go ahead. Okay. So, uh, basically, who I was looking at as far as why they're not in the Hall of Fame now, there might be a little – I think I might get a little bit of uh, positivity from uh, D. Weezy, but I'm not sure about from you two guys. Uh, <laughs> I went with as far as – since I'm doing basketball, I went with Chris Weber. Yeah, I don't know. I I just maybe you. I assume maybe you wouldn't think he was because he played in, in uh, Michigan. Guy. Yeah, I mean a lot of people. He was on the Fab Five, bro. Yeah, but they never won. So I mean, because of his stupidity. Yeah, I shouldn't have called it. But, but I got respect for him. He's a big man. I mean, yeah, he's. I think his numbers say a lot about. Him. I mean, five-time NBA All-Star, All NBA First Team, three three-time All NBA Second Team. Uh, third team NBA Rookie of the Year uh, in ninety nine nice. nineteen ninety nine he was uh, the NBA rebounding leader. Yep, that's why I like him. The Sacramento Kings do have his number retired, so you know maybe that kind of opens the doorway for him there. Um, he was <laughs> fresh. He was freshman of the year at Michigan. You know, McDonald's All American, Mister Basketball USA in ninety one. I wonder uh, if he played with Jason Williams at that time. He did. He did. Yep, he Maybe. sure did. Okay. They had a uh, back when uh, you know Weber was there. You know they had, they had a pretty <laughs> decent team. Yeah, Doug so Christie, I, Mike Bibby. Yeah, you talking about talking about white chocolate? <laughs> Jason Williams. Yep. White Dude, chocolate. God, he could pass. Remember when we do that shit in middle school? Nastiest, yeah. That's why he was unbelievable. That's handles. why I picked fifty-five in middle school for my basketball jersey. It was because I am passed. <laughs> Let's get back to Chris Weber. So yeah, Chris Weber. Um, he ended up ending his career with seventeen thousand one hundred eighty-two points. He had eight thousand four hundred thirty-four rebounds and three thousand five hundred twenty-six. Now, mind you, I think that's only through like eight hundred games. So he didn't really play a lot of games like some of those other Hall of Famers did, and maybe that kind of might be hindering him as well. But he ended his averages with 20.7 points a game. He averaged 10 rebounds, you know, lifetime, and then 4.2 assists per game. Jeez. And I think he averaged probably like one and a half blocks lifetime as well. So I think he's definitely – I think the last time he even played basketball was like what 2010. So he may be. Well. Says his career was until 2008. It says. Oh, was it okay? 2008. Ten years. But yeah, ago. I just think you know maybe either he didn't play enough games or I don't know maybe because he's commentating. I don't really know what's going on with him, but I definitely think he should be in the Hall of Fame. He's definitely my pick for the Hall of Fame, and why he isn't in yet. I have no idea. So right, I agree. Uh, not not sure why you singled me out, but I'll take it. Well, I just assumed you know either you or Josh were going to question it. I think you would be like, no, I don't think so. But I think you'd be like, eh, maybe not. No, no. Any guy, any guy that averages a double double in points and rebounds, my guy, he should be in Hall of Fame. Not only that, but. Averaging almost five assists per game. That means you give up the ball. You think about other people. You're a team guy. 
And then my favorite there, because I love beating people's shit, beating you beat that back to Mayberry. You remember that, Travis? Yeah. <laughs> One and a half blocks per game, you got my vote, because that shows me defense. So all aspects of the game. But, yeah, I, I yeah, definitely should. I, I loved him, except for when he played for Michigan. All, you know, only because I'm a Wisconsin Badgers fan, and they're in the same division, so fuck Michigan. So, yeah, you played for the Golden State Warriors, the Bullets, really? the Kings, Sixers, and the Pistons. And then, yeah, I think he ended it with Golden State back in 2008. So, Who was um, the Bullets, Washington? Yeah, they were the Bullets from like um, like 93, oh, wow. like 99 or something. Okay, okay. Or 98, I think. Yeah, but you know what team he was uh, drafted by? Anybody know what team he was drafted by? Lakers. No. Damn it. Wasn't it like the, the Bucks? No. J Mac, you gotta you gotta you gotta pick on who he got drafted by? Uh yes, but it's because I've got his Wikipedia pulled up. <laughs> uh, okay, so you're I, was, out. I, was, I was gonna be a dick, but yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna be that guy. Who you got, Bradstone? Uh I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm trying to picture him in the in the jersey. I'm gonna say the Nets. Orlando Magic. Fuck, man! I never would have guessed that. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I can say safely that I wouldn't have guessed the Magic. Yeah, I, I think what did he get drafted in '94. Um, it says 1993. He was the first first overall pick. Yeah, they traded yeah. him or something. Yeah, they, they traded him to Golden State. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Right, so Orlando, Orlando Magic drafted him, and then they traded him straight to Golden State. Yeah, it was for somebody good, right? The Magic drafted Chris Webber with the number one overall pick, but only minutes later executed a blockbuster trade. The Magic traded Webber to Golden State Warriors for their first uh, first round pick, number three overall. Who was anybody? Got a guess? Penny Hardaway, uh, Richardson. Ding 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 ding. Penny Fuck Hardaway. yeah, bitch! Get off me. Uh, uh, I was going to say Hardway too And three of Golden State's future first round draft picks Damn Well it panned out for Orlando didn't it Oh shit Because then they got It it ended up being Shaq as well before No that was before never mind It went Shaq then Penny That's interesting I didn't know they got three first round picks that's super scary. You're you're betting all your chips with somebody that never played a game in the NBA. Right. But he did ball in college, bro. Uh, and I'm not – I yeah, I know that. I'm definitely not doubting that. I mean, they Except for his dumb one call. Yeah. Well, I guess I've seen, the, I've seen the footage a million times, and somebody from the bench was telling him to call timeout. So. Well, you don't look to the bench when you're – a guy with his caliber, a starter. Why are you looking at the bench? Right? Freshman, yeah, he was a freshman. He was looking at the bench to get a play from the coach. Uh, okay. Makes more sense to you, freshman. Yeah. It's just a rookie mistake. <laughs> Something he made in a matter of seconds. I mean, is he almost traveled for one. Yeah. Well, he did, did he, travel. Yeah, did easy. Yeah. Did you, did you ask who the picks turned out to be? Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, the Magic would ultimately trade their 1996 pick, which was the first one uh, that they had received from the Warriors to the Bullets as part of the Scott Skiles deal in 1994. 
and ironically, <laughs> and, and it says I and ironically picked the number eleven overall, Todd Fuller, who would land in Golden Golden <laughs> State as a result of the deal that the Warriors and Bullets agreed to. Also, uh, uh, Orlando also ended up trading the ninety-eight pick, Keon Clark, uh, wow. received from uh, the Warriors along with Johnny Ta- uh, Taylor on draft night to, uh, to go to Denver for the two thousand first pick. So There's a bunch of nobodies. Pretty much, yeah. They didn't get dick. Those are a bunch well, Scott, of nobodies. Scott Styles wasn't. He wasn't. He was bad. okay. But those other two guys, you ever even heard of them, D Weezy? No. Okay. How about you, Mister T Ball? Never heard of those first two guys. J-Mac? I mean, sorry, the, the last yeah. two guys. Exactly. Uh, well, like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's what you get, and that's why Chris Webber should be ultimately in the Hall of Fame. Definitely. The man was a beast, uh, and he proved it straight out the get-go when he came out, too. He stepped on the floor, and he was an automatic you know, presence. So oh, yeah. he was he's definitely there. All right, well, that's a great one. And uh, I'm going to move on and do a guy from the NFL. My guy is none other than Randall Cunningham from the Eagles, of course. I did not know this, but he was pretty tall. He was six foot four. As a quarterback, like I knew he looked linky, but I didn't think he was like that. Like maybe like a six one, six two. But uh, he was a baller in college, apparently. And did you guys know in college he was a punter? They actually recruited him as a punter. Huh. Really? Before, yeah, before becoming a balling ass uh, quarterback in the NFL. But uh, he, where did he go for college? UNLV, huh. Las Vegas. Speaking of gambling, the Rebels. Yeah. Running with the devil. But anyway, uh, selected (laughs) selected second round in the 85 draft by the Eagles. Played his whole career there from 85, or not his whole career, I'm sorry. But he played from 85 to 2001, so he played a long-ass time. Wow, Uh, that is a long time. And he played the whole time at quarterback? Funny you say that, uh, because from 85 to 95, well, I'll get to it. From 85 to 95 with the Eagles, from 97 to 99 with the Vikings, and 2000 with the Cowboys, 2001 with the Ravens. He was actually a third stringer with the Ravens by that point at the end of his career behind Elvis Gerback. You guys remember him? Oh, yeah. my God. But uh, Randall Cunningham was a four-time Pro Bowler, two-time first-team All-Pro, two-time t- two second-team All-Pro. He was the uh, NFL passer rating leader in 1998 with 106 passer rating. Uh, yeah, back to Randall Cunningham with his 106 in 1998 led the league. Wasn't that when he was hooking up with Moss? Uh, in 98, yes, because he was with the Vikings and just Moss was, God, he was getting some touchdowns that year. That was actually Moss and uh, Chris Carter. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I forgot. Oh, my God. He had a Hall of Famer, Chris Carter. Yeah, they were stacked. They were. Ridiculously. That was usually the biggest game of the year, Brett Favre and the Packers versus Cunningham and the Vikings. Which was epic every time, and I'm pretty sure we uh, probably lost a couple of those with them wide receivers. I'm surprised you went with the Viking, to be completely honest. Well, he didn't start his career with the Vikings is why. Yeah, oh, that's true. But you can keep going with those numbers because these are big numbers, and I'm kind of surprised right now. I'm like, I got a Wait, few other ones that are going to blow your mind. But, yeah, two-time MVP, three times Burt Bell Award, which is a player of the year, basically, before it became 
the MVP thing it is nowadays. Comeback player of the year in 92. Uh, NFC player of the year two times. He is actually the in the college Hall of Fame for his college in UNLV. He's in their uh, college Hall of Fame. He's also in the Eagles Hall of Fame. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. He also has 207 total touchdown passes, which was 39th all time as of today. He had 29,979 passing yards, just about 30,000, which is 46th all time. And I think we all know he was a dual threat, so that's another reason why I love the guy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he was, like I said, that every time it came down, like, oh, we're, we're about to play the Vikings in the, the division title or any night, basically. It was like, oh, God, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, Randall Cunningham. Didn't they have a good running back, too? I'm sure they did. I mean, I'm sure they were. You had, you, uh, you had to take account for, you know, Randall Cunningham taking off running because he, he had 35 rushing touchdowns as a quarterback. In one year? No, all, toge- all, the, all together. Something like that. I, I know it, his last name is Smith because I remember uh, he pulled a Barry Sanders and retired super early, like right in the middle of his prime. I just don't remember his first name. I'm pretty sure they were killing it on the ground here. Well, you had to account for Randall Cunningham. Like I said, 35 rushing touchdowns. That's second all-time. Can anybody guess that? Who has first as a quarterback My- rushing touchdown? Michael Vick. Michael Vick. You're damn right. Right. With 36, one more. Well, only one, huh? Yeah, 36. But uh, why he's looking that up, 4,900 rushing yards as a quarterback. Second most rushing touchdowns, like I said, by a quarterback in NFL history behind Michael Vick by one. But uh, here's the one that got me. In 1988, it's a divisional playoff game. He threw 54 passes for 407 yards against the Bears, both of which uh, still playoff records today. Hmm. 54 passes. Wheezy, you're thinking of Robert Smith. Robert Robert Smith. That's right. He wasn't too bad. Isn't he like uh, an analyst for like NFL Network or something? Or was? I don't know, maybe. I know he's an analyst for a little bit. I don't know if he still does it. But uh, get this. Remember when I was talking about he was a he got recruited as a punter in uh, college? Yeah. Well, uh, he once punted against the Giants. He, he, to- he did uh, 20 total punts in his career in actual NFL. I had no idea. But uh, one of his punts went 91 yards, which is the fourth longest in NFL history. How is that the fourth? That's what I'm saying. Right. Right. That's when I looked that up, I was like, 91 yards is the fucking fourth all time? Jesus. What are these other ones? Like 95, 96, 99? I think there was a 106-yard punt once. I mean, damn, you must have been in the back of the end zone and it just bounced perfectly or you booted the shit out of it like 60 yards too. And it just rolled and bounced perfectly. Yeah, even you get 91 yards. In uh, 1998, whenever Cunningham was there, Randy Moss was their first-round draft pick that year. So he was a rookie. Damn. He um, balled. So, yeah, and he balled out of control. He was the 22nd pick overall. I, I guarantee you Dustin will know this, but do you guys have a guess on where he went to college? Marshall. Uh, yep. yep. NUSV at first. Then Very he went good. to Marshall. I think he got a scholarship from USV and then ended up going to Marshall and finished his career there where he broke, like, every record at at Marshall. 
But uh, just a couple more things. Uh, in 1990, he rushed for 942 yards, which was third most ever by a quarterback and 10th best in the league in 1990. 942 rushing yards. That's pretty 8. good. 8.1 yards per carry. Most running backs don't even average that. Right. But the the I mean, or even get 900 yards rushing. He, and this is a right. quarterback. Yeah. And this is 1990 when there was quite a bit of good running backs coming I into remember, the 90s. I remember he wasn't afraid to take a hit either. Nope. He would, and he could juke you. God, he has some nasty moves. Yeah, for a big dude, he could move. But, yeah, his 8.1 yards per carry is actually third best in NFL history, only behind none other than Michael Vick and Jim Brown. And that's all I got. No Cunningham and why I think he should be in the fucking Hall of Fame with those kind of gaudy numbers and stuff. I didn't even get into any kind of college and his other kind of stuff that he did in big-time games. Like, those are just some big-time things. I could have went on and on and on about him. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of him by any means, but I will say with some numbers like that, he He was interesting does. to watch. Yeah, he See? does. And, yeah, he was always a good matchup. So Kind of like a Jeremy Roenick, though. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't MC like, oh fuck that, no fuck you. <laughs> but you know, I I can I can understand where you're coming from, so I don't blame. But you know, yeah, I'm just I'm just giving you shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I mean, but, you gotta admit yeah. he was balling. I mean, another hell, another player who's not in in the NFL, or Ricky Waters. Why the hell is Ricky Waters not in the Hall? Exactly. I I I seen that too, and he was killing it. Good grief! A, I was just looking through a list of uh, like some of the top fifty guys. It was a little bit outdated because it still had Brett Favre not on there. Right. But, uh, good God, there's a whole lot of people like Tory Holt and Jerome yeah. Bettis and like yeah, so Mike Allstott. Mike Allstott. Sean Alexander. Yeah, he led the league like, with 27 touchdowns in one ton, season. A ton of fucking people that should be on there. I Dude, can't not, believe it. It's not just the NFL, Kurt bro. Warner? Like look at the look at the uh look at the MLB. Roger oh, yeah. fucking Roger fucking Clemens is not in the goddamn Kurt what? Schilling is not in the goddamn Hall of Fame. Wow. Well, he, he's they're a cheater all, though. They're all tied to yeah. Pies, that's why. Yep, they're all <laughs> but Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire. Barry Bonds is not in. They will be. Watch. Maybe. Even Hank Aaron said it was okay. He wasn't mad at Barry Bonds for breaking his record or on steroids. Uh, And that's stupid. I think that's a politically correct answer. I think. I agree with that. He's probably like, no, fuck you. You know, I'm just saying what was said. Yeah, that's just a politically correct answer. That was probably an on the record answer. Right. Yeah, I agree with Wheezy there. He just said what was the appropriate thing to be said there. Nobody, nobody wants to be beat by somebody with an asterisk on their name. Mr. Bradstone, it's Mr. Toretsky. I'm looking at the 2018 Baseball Hall of Fame ballot. And um, see Barry Bonds and uh, Roger Clemens and... Uh, Mike Messina, Mary Ramirez, uh, Chipper Jones, uh, Gary Shetfield, and Sammy Sosa. Uh, shit. I would have guessed those names were already in the Hall of Fame. Jeez, what are they doing? They're backlogged. It's got to be one of those six. Jesus.